Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and today we have special guests. We have Drew and Katie Taylor, who are both calling in from Arizona. Drew is a fighter pilot, and Katie is a veteran of the Air Force. And so they're going to be talking to us today about uh, leadership and, you know, who better to talk to but uh, a couple of military people. So Drew and Katie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us on the podcast. Thanks, Father. Father. This is awesome. Of course. So let's start with um, let's start with what leadership is. Uh, whoever wants to take take a uh, take us off. <laughs> sure. So uh, leadership is really about transforming people. It's about achieving greatness by bringing out the greatness in others. And the reason why uh, we're so uh, really passionate about leadership is not only does that. Uh, transform your life, your business, your work, um, but also your your faith life. And uh, when we think about achieving greatness in our faith life, like that is the vision that Christ has for us to become saints. And then by bringing out the greatness in others, we're leading others around us to become saints as well. Yeah, and the aspect of having that vision. And so today in a world that needs leadership, we need leadership in our church and we need leadership in the world. We are either bringing people towards Jesus or bringing them away by our actions, by our interactions, uh, by the just love that we have for that other person. And so when we talk about leadership, it's this idea that it's not just a job. It's not a duty title that says, hey, I lead this many people. It's the idea that every part of my life is bringing people towards their greatest potential, towards Christ and a Christ-like leadership that reflects God in the world today that so desperately needs it. You know, it's interesting that, you know, the, the way you phrased it there, because so often when we think of leadership, you think of someone who, like, you think of a general in an army needs to know leadership, but <laughs> me just kind of working at home or, uh, you know, cooking or something like that, I don't need leadership per se. How, what, what would you say to that? How, why do ca- all Catholics need to maybe focus on this aspect of the faith, that the, they're called to be leaders in the faith? Yeah, I think I can definitely relate to that lie whispered from the devil uh, because I have had the position in which I've led the small teams of five to 15 to the big organizations of 250 employees that are serving thousands of customers. But this idea of I was a leader then, but I'm not now. And I think we can also tear ourselves down of, well, I've committed X, Y, and Z sin, and therefore like I am discredited from the capability of leading anyone towards Christ. But the idea of evangelization is to teach the art of living, according to Pope Benedict. And so when we look at this idea of how do I teach that art of living, I teach it in my home. You know, I want a leadership style that is able to impart Christ to evangelize to my children, to reflect God to them. And so it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom who can have an impact with your children, with your neighbors, with those that you come into contact with a daily basis, a leadership style that we're talking about, that way of life, is something that is absolutely applicable regardless of what your job Mm. is. 
Yeah, and ultimately, if you are a baptized Christian, then you have been anointed with this mission of leadership. I mean, you think of the last thing that Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew is, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And like that is our, our call, that is our leadership call to be to live these lives of excellence um, and to strive for holiness and to really uh, just live those lives for the people around us as well so that they can know the love of Christ. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I was having a conversation with a priest friend the other day and we were talking about how, you know, so often a, a person, an average person in the pew's response to faith is to kind of outsource it to the priest. Like, okay, the, mm-hmm. you know, the priests, they're the ones in charge. I just kind of go to mass. I show up, I give money in the collection basket. I send my kids to CCD, you know, and, and like kind of say that, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. But in reality, you know, we can't evangelize this country. We can't evangelize our own families unless we ourselves are, are leading in it. If we ourselves are taking an active role in it and actively trying to bring other people to Jesus Christ, he doesn't say, say like, okay, just the priests should go out and, and you know, make <laughs> disciples of everyone. It's everyone is called to this charge of, of spreading the good news. So what do you, what do you think... Um, how can how can this kind of secular idea of leadership or the the understanding you guys received of leadership from from service in the military how can that be applied to this uh spiritual version well i i love when matthew kelly says that our lives change when our habits change and so we really think that leadership starts with uh the humility to take a, a look at your own life to see the weaknesses in your life and to build on the strengths and ultimately to start living that life of holiness by the daily actions that you have in building a prayer life, in living the the Christian morals. And that way, as you start to grow stronger, you are going to live joyfully because that is what the Christian life brings to you. And through that joy in your life, people are gonna see that in you. And you're naturally just going to attract people to this lifestyle that you have of because you know that your identity is built in Christ. I think that that's the foundational aspect is developing that interior life and knowing that we are the branches. He's the vine. Without him, we can do Mm. nothing. And it's the idea that I sanctify myself so that they too may be sanctified in truth from John 17, 19. It's this idea that we have to know truth. We have to be forming our intellect. We have to be forming our will, our self-discipline and cultivating those virtues, those skills, and ultimately knowing that all of that comes from Christ, <laughs> that he you know, isn't uh, asking us to be his workhorse, but he's asking us to build upon that grace uh, that he is wanting to bestow on us. Yeah, it's not like um, the, uh, you know, you, you're in charge of a whole bunch of very important things, and then, you know, he's just going to leave you hanging, like, check back on yeah. you later on, you know, that he's, <laughs> he's actively involved in, in leading through you and bringing people through you to, to, to himself, to, to, to know himself. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's something though, that I think there, there might be in, in our own faith lives that, that people might be afraid of seeing themselves as a leader or acting as a leader. You know, I think so often we we're content, maybe even like the most holy person that you know might be content to just kind of stay in the pew and just like kind of live their own prayer life and not want to talk about with other people or not want to be that leader in their community might say, you know, that's not for me. What would you guys say to that? Uh, I can certainly relate to that. And, and it's, it's easy to fall into those traps of the idea that, that you're not a leader 
Um, and the devil really whispers those lies in, into our ears. You know, who, who am I to be leading a Bible study or stepping up in the parish? You know, look at the sins that I've committed. Uh, and I think we all feel like that some ways, but I get a lot of inspiration from the Gospels when you look at the disciples or the, the apostles specifically. Like, Jesus spent most of his time with 12 dudes who smelled like fish. You know, these, these were not... Um, you know, these crazy, most educated, yeah, the most or... educated, the, the holiest people, you know, um, these were just ordinary guys. And even you look at Peter, um, you know, at one point Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. And, you know, like he is just, uh, there are times in the, the gospels where like he just doesn't get it. Um, but then we look in the transformation of Peter's heart and like that, he becomes the first Pope. Um, so God works through our weaknesses in order that we may show that really like the grace and the strength comes from him. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, uh, kind of your practical, like you have been developing these skills, this faith life, this interior life, these virtues, and to go forth and give that to others. Uh, and I'm not asking you to convert your entire parish or your entire school. That'd be nice though. Your <laughs> It'd be fabulous if you would step up and do that. That'd be great. But the idea is that I think Drew and I are both passionate about Uh, spiritual multiplication and so this idea of just go to one other person go to two other people set them on fire and then allow them to also perpetuate that and so i think the pressure coming off of i don't have to lead the 500 person study i can lead my child i can lead myself and i can find one other person to set on fire and i think those terms become a lot more manageable <laughs> to <laughs> understand that this evangelization isn't uh, a numbers-based, but really a heart-based uh, that is going to have the ripple effect that we get to be the one drop that causes uh, an exponential growth. Yeah, and I think that comes from that really comes from us being aware of our weaknesses and and being okay with them. Because I think that's the thing. What, what Drew, what you said is. It's, it, it holds us back because we think we're not good enough, we're not holy enough, we're not uh, Catholic enough to, to actually lead. And, and that's so false because no one, no one, like you said, the apostles weren't. weren't. And, and in fact, when we're recognizing our weakness and we're able to admit that, but still we want to say, but I still want to give what I have, the Lord can use that in such incredible ways. And then, yeah, it's the, like Katie, like you said, it's the, the couple people around you they start to see something new in you, which is Christ and not just you. And, and it, it starts setting, uh, setting the whole parish on fire, making, making great changes. What else, is, um, yeah. what else may be unique from your perspective, uh, from, from an Air Force perspective or, or a military perspective? Do you think that, you know, okay, someone is listening to this and wants to, yeah, I want to be more of a leader in my parish. What are like a couple practical things that perhaps uh, they could do? Well, I think the the thing that we've found kind of throughout our, our ministry and time in the Air Force and time through the Catholic Church uh, is the idea of needing thicker skins and bigger hearts. So we've kind of developed that throughout our time, but um, we have to have thicker skins to grow in our habits and our virtues, to grow stronger so that we can have the discipline in order to 
do you things we don't like to do? Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to do hard things. And, 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 you, and you do that in order to be a servant leader, in order to serve yeah. others. Because to love someone is to will the good of the other. Mm-hmm. And so you may not always want to do that. Like your body doesn't want to get up in the morning to do those type of things. But that's what makes you a leader. So the thicker skin and then the bigger hearts. It's, it's to grow in the faith, hope, and love um, so that we can truly care about other people. And in a Catholic sense, if you care about other people, then you care about their soul, you care about their salvation, and you will do what it takes really to try to get the people around you to heaven. Yeah, so some of that thicker skin uh, practical is asking for feedback, receiving feedback. Mm. Uh, and you know, Mother Teresa talked about this idea of if I am given <laughs> some feedback, I need to take that to Jesus and say, is this true? And if it is true, I need to be thankful for revealing that blind spot, for being able to grow in that area. And then as a leader, I also need to be able to give feedback, but I need to give that feedback with that bigger heart. Mm -hmm. So the idea of acknowledging that this is a son or daughter of God, and I want to love them. I want to enable them to know their identity in that, Um, And I want to help grow my own heart because the catechism also talks about in uh, 2563 the idea of the heart as a place of encounter, as a place of covenant, as a place of truth, as a place of decision. And so as we grow those knowledge points, we have to know what truth is. And so growing that heart is not just the fluffy loving, (laughs) but it's also the truth aspect of being able to give love and truth and light to the world. And I think I would I would really say that God just wants us to take the small amount of loaves and fishes that we have and just give it to him and let him multiply that. Mm-hmm. Be bold and to step up and to take a chance with God. And guess what? You're going to fail and that's okay. That's a learning process. And you are not gonna always know the answer and it's okay to say, I don't know and that we'll look it up and you learn something through that process. We're, we're so afraid of failing that we don't even take the first step. Yeah, I, I think that's that's so true. The In fact, it's it's that little step that is really the great act of faith in so many ways because we're, we're stepping out there and we're saying, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know. I might feel, I might get that, that feedback that's not given with a loving heart. I might, you know, have to... Uh, <laughs> put myself outside my comfort zone. and But when we make that little step, we're making an act of trust in God that he really does guide our life. He really does care for us. He really does want us to succeed. And that everything that we do after that is going to be in his providence. And those acts of faith really they really do translate into to love of God that, okay, I'm willing to, to put myself out there just a little bit with what little gifts that I have uh, and all my imperfections and know that he's going he's gonna to take care of it. Well, that unfortunately is all the time we have f- for this episode, but if people want more uh, insights and interesting things about uh, Catholic leadership, they can check out uh, catholiclink.org and you guys are going to have a video series on Catholic Link. Um, all about leadership. So that should be coming out this summer and uh, will be really awesome to see. So, And you guys are going to go in much more detail than we could do in just this uh, short amount of time. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And we're super excited about it. So check it out. June 29th is when our videos should be launching. Sweet. Awesome. And that again is at catholiclink.org. And for everyone else, if you want to listen to other great Catholic talks, you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You just search for Catholic Bites and Bites is spelled with a Y and you'll find tons and tons and tons of episodes of sometimes nerdy, hopefully always helpful Catholic talks uh, and from great Catholic speakers like from uh, Drew and Katie. So thank you, Drew and Katie, for joining us today for this episode. Thank you, Father Conrad. We greatly appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, everybody, and God bless you.